Right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Laura Canfield Show, the Awakened Happiness Now Global Series. Thank you so much for being here with us today. And whoops, my good friend Erica Van Eaton is back with us. Um, I think last time was back in May. So it's been, it's been a little while, but I'm so glad she's back with us today. And we're talking about how to experience the field of limitless potentials. And so some of what we're going to talk about today is that we're going to do some Q&A. We're going to do some energetic processes. We're going to talk about what her oldest son that is on the autism spectrum taught her about the importance of the ego and how we can redefine the rules after which the ego mind and body consciousness have been living by and how our human container interacts with the quantum field. We talked a little bit about this last time, but I know there's always so much more to, to go into and how we come into physical form and the dimensional realms we pulled our photons of light from that make up our physical container interesting and what it's like when we have our whole human container working in divine union to facilitate our greatest expression of self and how that plays out in the quantum field of potentials all that and more um and for those of you who don't know erica like i said she was with us back in may and before that but last time was may and she's back with us now she is an intuitive life coach spiritual advisor and multidimensional healer working within the quantum field of potentials of which we all reside and it has been through facilitating group healings, individual mentoring clients, and children like her oldest son that has Down syndrome and autism that the understanding, the need to embody internal unity as a means to access limitless potentials began. And Erica gently guides people into the realms of infinite potential where limitless peace, joy, health, and wealth reside. So I'm so glad that Erica is back with us to share her wisdom, her energy techniques, and so much more. Um, so please join me in welcoming Erica back to the show. Erica, welcome. Hi, hi everyone. Thank you for being here. Um, I'm excited to be back. It's been. Yeah. It seems like it's been a while. A I lot. know, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so much has changed since then, right? It has, and it continues to unfold. So one way that I heal is through my voice. They, uh, my guides, archangels. Um, Mother Mary, some of those are my main guides and they speak through me. And how we interact with the bio field before we, we're gonna do some deep breathing, but how we interact with this field, that this quantum field of energy that we're all attached to, just by me speaking to you or by Laura speaking to you and you being present on this call, you receive an attunement. You begin to attune to my energy. So if you don't want that, if you don't feel comfortable with that, then you can just in your mind say, no, thank you. But that's just something that we want to be aware of anytime we're in conversation with someone. Again, we're always continually working on our boundaries. And so um, a lot of these different kinds of concepts is what we're going to go into today. So my journey began through my oldest son who was born with Down syndrome. And we didn't know until he was born. When I saw him for the first time and my husband brought him over to me, I said his name. And with very clear eyes, he turned his head and he looked me directly in the eyes. And in that moment, I said, I know you, like I knew this soul and I could tell he knew me too. Now I wasn't spiritually awake yet. Like I had no idea about energy. I didn't know any of these concepts. I just knew this child on a soul level and I could feel it and I knew it. And so with Down syndrome, one thing that occurs is oftentimes they're born with low muscle tone and that was no different for my son. And so when you have low muscle tone, it's very difficult for you to do 
for like a baby to learn how to sit from laying to sitting, sitting to crawling, crawling to walking and these different kinds of things. And so oftentimes when my son was growing up um, in those first like three, four years, he would come to me in my dream state and he would come to my husband and he would go to my dad and my brother. And um, we would have the same dream all in the same night. And the dream would consist of whatever we were working on in the physical realm, like because he was in therapy three days a week to learn how to sit, to gain the muscle strength. We put him on a ball and all these different things. So we could see him struggling in the day-to-day -day life. It's something that he wanted to do so badly, but he would, so he would come to us in our dream state and he would show himself doing this thing. And it was beautiful, whatever he was working on. And we would feel the emotions of joy that he felt, that we felt at seeing him do this thing. And it progressed from there. So we would wake up the next morning with the remembered feeling, the remembered emotion of what he was wearing when he did that thing, what he felt like, the expression on his face, mm -hmm. the expression on our own face. And then we would, my, I would get a text from my dad or my brother or my husband would be like, I had this dream about Caden last night. And I'd be like, I did too, you know? And so it would be shortly after instances like dreams like those that then he would be able to step in and do that thing in the physical realm, usually within a couple of weeks. So what he was teaching me how to do, what he was teaching how all, what all of us to do was how to hold space for him in the quantum realm that we are all attached to. So there's different dimensions within this quantum realm, but he was taking us outside of the lack and limitations that we often experience with different disabilities into another dimension where he could do something with divine ease and grace. And he felt such joy and such gratitude at being able to do that thing that seemed very simple to a lot of other people. And we could hold that space for him. So he was teaching us how to interact with this quantum field. Now, something that would often happen and why my work took a different turn than a lot of other people was that he could easily become absorbed by someone else's field of energy and become that version of him, of them that they saw about him. Same kind of thing. So we were holding this highest vision of him for him at home, but outside the home, other people would see him as a diagnosis and hold him in that state and he would become that. Facial features would drop. He would stop talking. Wow. Our communication dissipated. And it's because that is the, he didn't have any boundaries. This goes back to boundaries. It's always about boundaries. So I knew even though I wasn't awakened yet, I heard, and I didn't, I realized now it's from Mother Mary. I heard from Mother Mary in the Pleiadian Council of Light that he's not filtering information through his ego. I didn't even really know what an ego was at that time, but I knew that he wasn't seeing the world through any kind of ego. And, that, and because of that, he didn't have a boundary of who he was and who he wasn't. He was easily absorbed in that quantum field of energy by everyone around him. And he became that vision of him. So one of the first things that the Pleiadian Council of Light came in and had me begin to shift and change was first unprogram my ego from a place of operating from a place of fear into one of compassion. And when I took the fear frequencies out of it and showed the ego how to reprogram and operate differently, 
it began to expand. My whole world shifted, how I interact with other people, not getting triggered, things like that began to shift and change. So that's, that was the beginning of my journey and there's so much more there, but we're gonna talk a lot about the quantum field today. We're gonna to talk about the ego in a different way. We're gonna talk about the body in a different way today. Um, one question that I recently asked was I was sitting in meditation and I asked, okay, so how does an archangel, a certain archangel come in and they feel a certain way, but yet all the archangels can come in together and they can talk as a unified consciousness. If you have the Pleiadian council of light come forward, they come together and they speak as a unified conscious spirit, but they each have their own individualized experiences back where they're from. So what is it if they, do they have an ego was my question. And if you do, what does it look like? And what's the difference between yours and ours? And so this kind of led me down this whole other path that we're gonna be talking about today. And the answer was, yes, they do have an ego, but they don't call it an ego and it isn't programmed like our ego, mm -hmm. more like a shield in their bio field that helps give them definition. So as a human, what occurs when we are being um, coming into form into the womb, when we are developing, there's continually continual frequencies coming, programs coming in from our environment, coming in from our parents, coming in from those around us that begin to build neuropathways in the mind. So the frequencies that we are continually bombarded with hit the body, the body sends it to the mind, the mind creates a neuropathway. And once a neuropathway is um, developed, it becomes a subconscious belief system. So we have that going on and the ego, because it had no idea what its role was here, begins to look at the programs in the mind and see that a lot of them are fear-based. It begins to look at everything around you, how your parents, how your society's egos are operating and sees that it's operating from a fear-based state. And it takes these different programs that are programmed into our consciousness into the third dimensional realm where most of us have resided for a long time to be on to be true for this human container because the ego's whole existence was created as part of you from the divine to help give you some boundaries but we act like the ego was this terrible thing that was thrown on to us you know, that we need to get rid of, that we need to chop off, throw away, whatever. But this is an aspect of ourselves. This is an aspect of our soul. And we need to realign that, unprogram it from the emotions so that it can come back into alignment for the greatest expression of self. So if we look at how our ego plays continually in the field of energy that we're all created from, live from, operate from. It's operating from a dimensional plane that has all these different computer programs running in it. Now, how these computer programs were made is from a, a single thought, 
a thought arose, someone spoke it into existence, enough people believed in that thought and that stream of energy that it became a program. Mm -hmm. We download these programs all the time because we aren't consciously aware when we're growing up and we take them on to be true. Our ego takes them on to be true. And so our ego is programmed from these states. Well, if the ego understands its role, if the ego begins to see itself as part of our soul, as something to be a beautiful boundary for this human container, then it begins to shift and let go of those programs that are hanging out in that third dimensional realm. So I guess that was a kind of a lot of big intro there. <laughs> mm -hmm. Nope, it's perfect. It's so it's and, and you know, it's, it's what we need to uh, discuss what we need to also integrate because I know there are so many people that still put the ego as the bad thing we have to get rid of it we can't get rid of it number one and it's part of who we are but how can we use it how can we use it in alignment with who we are and where we're going what we're doing what we're here to do right absolutely mm -hmm. yeah we just have to redefine the role and so if we can look at these other star beings and think Okay, we have all these spiritual teachers talking about we're ascending, we're becoming fifth dimension, we're becoming lighter, we're becoming all these things. Well, then we need to look at how those beings are operating. They're operating with an id, they're operating with an ego. Well, how does that work for them? That This is a missing, this is a huge missing step for us in the spiritual community. How do we need to shift and change? Instead of saying the same thing that we've been saying for so long that blaming something on the ego. Well, that's ego driven. Well, that's that. Well, how do we shift and change it so that we can work in divine union with the quantum field and grow and expand? So the ego has its own consciousness. The mind has its own consciousness. The body has its own consciousness. And each of these are meant to work together in divine union with this quantum field with your soul because they are aspects of your soul when yeah. you, the human body dies the ego doesn't go away it goes with you it shifts and change and goes with you but we don't have to wait to die to shift and change these things we can experience that here and now so absolutely totally agree <laughs> right so yeah. why don't we take some deep breaths and just get really grounded before we keep talking does that work Yes, please. Yeah, absolutely. Because okay. I'm not feeling very 5D at the moment. Right. And that's okay. <laughs> I think one more thing before we even talk about or even do the deep breathing is that in order for something to come into physical form, it has to pass through all the different dimensions that are in this quantum field, slow down enough to come into form. Because anything with physical form has a much slower vibration, it has to, or else we would just be light. Mm -hmm. So old paradigms, old dimensions do not have to die in order for new ones to be born. They work together side by side. It's us who choose where we're going to live and reside and operate from. So in that manner, it takes out all the need to change someone else to you know, shout from the rooftops, your belief systems and trying to, you know, change someone's else belief systems. They're, they're at where they need to be at. We can 
you know, speak from our heart space, we can share that love without judgment, with compassion of where everyone else is at on their journey. And so it takes the fight out of it. If we, if we look at the spiritual journey and enlightenment and light versus dark as a fight, as a war, those are just adding to the programs that are already keeping us separate in that third dimension. So um, Linda asked a question, are you able to set up a biofield for your son? Everyone is born with a biofield. Everyone has a biofield. It's the boundaries that we create around the biofield to help us um, stay sovereign that we have to work on that our egos are here to assist us with. So let's go ahead and take um, just some deep breaths to get nice and grounded. And I want you to breathe in through the heart space, down to the root, so down your spine. So take that breath in, pull it all the way down to your spine, open your feet chakras up and push the breath down into the earth. Deeply connect with the earth. And we're gonna allow for her ego to come up and greet you all. And so like a beautiful pink and green blanket, she's coming up. Up your legs, up your hips, up your abdomen and your chest. Over the top of your head, she's just giving you a nice warm hug. And so let's come into harmony and into rhythm with her. So we're gonna align the beat of our hearts with the rhythm of her oceans. And allow ourselves to feel fully supported here on earth. Because it was a choice to come here, it was a choice to experience this. We chose it and it's a gift to be here. So I see some of you yawning, just let yourselves yawn. And I want you to keep your eyes closed and I'm gonna talk about a recent experience I had with a beautiful client I've been mentoring. So we got done doing some deep um, ancestral work and I heard in my head, we need to play. So towards the end of the session, I said, hey, do you wanna play? And she said, yes. So we shot clear out to the cosmos, way outside our universe. And we could just feel our energy bodies shifting and moving and stretching. And then we saw rainbow wormholes come forward. And out of one of the, off of one of the rainbows where um, she saw them as like care bears, like big teddy bears, and it made us laugh because we're supposed to be playing. I looked within them and they were almost, they were, they were translucent and inside them was more cosmos. And so I started to ask them questions. I ask a lot of questions. Every time we ask questions, we open portals of new divine wisdom to come through. 
So I asked them, did they have a predetermined soul path where they were from? Did they know their mission? And the answer was yes. It was like they rolled the dice, they got their mission, they did it. And so then my next question surprised even me because so much of us just wish we knew exactly what we came here to do, exactly the next step we want to know. And so I asked them, do you get bored? And they said, no, because they're continually tapped into the universal stream. But what they showed me in that moment was the greatest gift we have coming to earth is the not knowing and the getting to explore with not knowing what's coming next. So it's this beautiful dance and song we have with the earth that we need to start looking at differently. And they showed me how many souls wanted to come to the earth, but they weren't chosen. But you all were, so we're here and we're playing now. So go back to the earth and honor the fact that she's here to support you, that she's here to play with you, that she's here to help you expand into all that you came here to be. Okay, so can you feel her, Laura? That smile seems much lighter. Mm -hmm, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So this can kind of guide us into what we were gonna talk about next. That way, Laura, you can kind of stay in the zone if you want to. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about the body and the need to heal the microbiome, unprogram the DNA. And it's not just unprogramming our DNA, it's unprogramming the microbiome's DNA. So when the physical body dies and it goes back into the earth, all your, all your, well, your whole body and all the cellular memory goes back into the earth. And then every time you reincarnate your soul, your spirit pulls that energy back to you into your body. And that's what makes up your new body. So you're known, you don't only have the new programs coming in from your parents and this and that, but you have the ancestral energy coming up from the earth as well. And what also occurs oftentimes is that the energy, the photons of light, the micro that make up the microbiome that makes up your body. So your body is basically a big macro organism. Over 90% of your body are actually made up of different microbacteria, parasites and viruses from the earth. And they all work together to create this physical container. Well, each one of those have their own DNA. And they've each had to alter the DNA to stay alive on earth 
because of the emotional warfare, because of all the chemicals that we've used on her and all these different things. So they are almost like encoded. And this is what the large group class that um, is part of the offering does and addresses in this. We'll talk about that in a little bit. So we have to go in there and deprogram the microbiome and restructure the water that we are made of because the water is what allows, the water that's in our cells are what allow for all these microbiome, allow the cells to talk to each other and to communicate so that we can operate healthy, so that we can operate from a more expanded state. So we have to think about, you know, if you think about there's a, a sphere and in this sphere are all our human conditionings and programmings that cause a lot of separation. It's lack and limitations, it's unworthiness. There's some good things in here too though. So it's not all bad. So we were pulling a lot of our physical container from this, from this dimensional plane. And so as our spirit is ascending, as we're doing this emotional healing and things like that, a lot of other aspects of us are feeling better and wanting to expand and coming into alignment and having these beautiful mystical experiences, but our bodies were still being held back by something. And it's, it's the energy, it's the programs that they pulled, that we pulled them into our body from, that they had to go through. So does that make sense, Alora? Okay, so I know that these can be pretty deep concepts and I have a physics background, so I do work really hard at speaking simplistically. Um, so if you have questions about that, you can let me know. But that's what the, so a group, a recorded group class that's part of the offering for Lores is healing the gut mind. So in the gut, it's like 60% of the neurons that make up your mind come from the gut actually come from the gut first and then they travel up to the mind. So if you think about all the microbacteria that make up your gut are programmed already before they came in, not just with your cellular memory, but with the programs running in the third dimension, our neurons are already preconditioned before they even hit the mind and carrying almost like a cloud around them. So we're trying to rewrite the subconscious mind we're trying to release our cellular memory of past traumas and things like that so that we can continue to expand and grow, but we have to come down to the gut and we need to work there. It has its own consciousness. Our gut mind is very much attached to the primal self, this earthly self that we need to address and come into alignment to. And the primal self holds all of our, all of our past memories from every earth time and she's incredible incredibly wise and she's in charge of our instincts so when we start down the spiritual path we become very intuitive when we talk about being intuitive or i'm intuiting this i'm intuiting this well we kind of lose we kind of lose track of our um instincts and we just listen to our intuition so we lose our street smarts so we lose our boundaries so it's coming back into alignment, lining up the primal self with the highest self, bringing them back into alignment. 
bringing back in the gut mind, linking it with the heart mind, the heart mind with the brain mind. So that our whole container is working in divine union with the self expression of the soul through this human container. Totally makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, the, and that's part of that being in alignment, you know, all three minds being in alignment with our soul and with just whatever's coming up in the moment even, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I know that <clears throat> sometimes we, we don't remember, sometimes I think we don't understand what the gut mind is. It's not necessarily the um, solar plexus chakra. It's not, it's not that, it's not the personal power, right? There's a, a, a separate gut mind and the gut itself, you know, in, in yoga, for example, you know, my, my dad talks about this all the time. My teachers talk about this all the time. You have to have a clean system. Your stomach needs to be clean. Your gut needs to be clean. It has to be totally clean for you to be fully, you know, in alignment, you know, because if it's not, there's all that stuff that's there that's rotting away kind of, you know, but also it's about it's it's not as clear as it could be. So even if you're accessing the primal self, like you're talking about, if your gut is clearer, then you're going to get a better response instead of just all the old baggage, all the old stories, all the old belief systems. And is that, does mm -hmm. that jive with what you were talking about? Absolutely. Thank you. You said it really well. And um, it goes back to, we can clean up our diet, but if that you know, if those old paradigms are basically still wrapped around this microbiome, then it's still not clean and we're still yeah. not getting the right kind of answers. We're still not getting that uh-huh or uh-uh answer from our primal self. Mm -hmm. and it does muddy up the communication, like you said. Yeah. So it's, and then when we have our ego and our minds on board, understanding that these other aspects have a voice too and that they even exist, they relax and begin, the mind begins to trust the gut. The gut begins to trust the heart. And it's this divine union that we keep talking about and wanting to experience internally. Yeah. The so divine union and the communication with all three aspects of ourselves as well, right? Right, and it's, it's not one is more important than the other. You, we can't look at it like that. We've been so focused on, I just need my spirit to expand. I just want my spirit to, well, your spirit doesn't know how to navigate this earth plane, honey. I'm sorry. It doesn't. It, you know, your spirit yeah. sees divine love in everyone. It needs the mind to give it some direction. It needs the primal self to give it some instincts to know not to walk down that dark alley. Not everyone down that dark alley is going to love you. So yeah. we have to, we have to begin to utilize and align. And um, yeah, like you said. <laughs> awesome. Good. Thank you. <laughs> And so if you have questions, you know, like I said, please do type in the chat or if you have questions about what we're talking about, raise your hand as well, okay? We're only gonna take questions about what we're talking about. I said at the very beginning, I'm not in the mood for anything else. So I'm, you know, I'm putting up my boundaries, I'm having a bad day. So it's like, my nerves are shot. <laughs> or were they were shot, they're much better now since we did that grounding and breathing. Mm -hmm much better I but see, i see someone asked um what do you suggest for the inner critic and bullying the only time you have that is when your ego is out of alignment and doesn't feel heard so the the way to work through that is to create the round table in your heart space bring in the ego and honor its existence as part of your soul honor honor its god existence 
and tell it, you are so sorry that you didn't know how to work with it. You're so sorry that you allowed it to get programmed by all these external programs that were never yours to begin with, but that you want to start working with it differently. And then through these different processes, it'll begin to expand and balloon out all around you, becoming that divine aspect of your bio field, just like the archangels and different things. Now, the difference between us and these other realms and how we work in the quantum field is that we have emotions. They don't experience emotions. They experience the frequency of divine love. They experience the frequency of compassion, but there's no chemical reaction like our bodies have here on earth. It is through our emotions, thoughts, and feelings that we create our existence here on earth that we play in the quantum field. That's how we were designed to work with it. Because of the chemical reactions, they actually like send out like little neurons, little electrical conductions out into this field that line up different particles of photons of light in the quantum field that come together that then create our reality. So they don't have that. So we have to, it's, it's about emotional intelligence. It's about learning how to talk to your body, teaching it how to process emotion and allowing it to move. Like just with infinity signs, I'm doing that for somebody right now. I don't know who, but <laughs> let me just move some of that. So, um, hold on. Okay, so we teach our body how to move emotions and we can use that with infinity signs. So imagine a figure eight and giving your body the authority to move emotion on your behalf from your root up to your heart and back down. Okay. So tell me if you can feel that when you do that. Is there any hope to learn to tune out a narcissist? That's pretty hard. I'm not gonna lie, that's pretty hard. So, you know, what you need to do is get in touch and talk to your ego. And this would actually be probably something you need to do in a session so that you can do it safely. And then you would take, I can't even explain it. So you would, what you need to do is introduce your ego to a narcissist and say, this is not who we are. This is not the vibrational frequencies that are okay for me, for this container. These are a vibrational mismatch. These cause my spirit to constrict rather than to expand. And then it begins to learn. Okay. To reprogram our water held within, can you suggest an intention affirmation to program the water we drink? Thank you. So this is that exact question is something that I teach you how to do um, in the large group class that is recorded that's offered with the private session because you have to actually restructure everything. And um, we used snowflakes to do that. The image of a snowflake, because if you think about a snowflake, it's such a beautiful crystal, the crystalline shape of the snowflake, you can bring that in and begin to work with that as you're working with the microbiome. 
how do we stay in this field as much as possible? Like a technical skill, like a tool so we can remember who we truly are. So Katia, we, we are going to flow in all these different fields. So if you think about, um, go back to the quantum field, there's a dimension, there's a sphere within a larger sphere, within a larger sphere. All these different spheres are the dimensions and they all carry a different range of frequencies. Now, the sphere that we're most um, often consumed in usually is the third dimension. It's what we've been consumed in. And then there's another sphere outside of that. And they don't necessarily go in order like one, two, three, four, five. It's not really like that. And it's not like a certain boundary between these different dimensions. They're very flowy, they flow. And we have like a field of predictability. And we need that field of predictability. Time exists in that field of predictability. So we can't totally say we only want to live in these outermost realms where there's no programs. Sometimes we need some programs. Like if Alora didn't have a field of predictability at what time her show is going to be every day, it'd be very difficult for everyone to find a place to gather. She can't really say, well, when the moon rises over in the West, then I'm going to have, you know, the show because we all live in different parts of the world. So we need these other realms that have some predictability in them. When we want to manifest, when we want to archetype something different in our lives, that's when we need to expand out to the field of possibilities in these other dimensions past the fifth dimension and beyond and play in that field. But as soon as you feel your thinking mind come into play, that's when it's time to come back down because the thoughts and stuff will kind of muddy the waters in that field of potentials. Because there aren't any programs in these outermost fields of potentials and these outermost dimensions. So if we try to, um, and then, so that's more of a masculine energy too. This can get very technical. So if we think about divine feminine energy is creation energy. And divine creation energy is what we want to play in when we're trying to manifest something really, really beautiful and unique for our lives. We bring that divine feminine energy, we bring that, in and we allow it to sit with us and then we can allow it to play with the divine masculine to give us the ideas and the steps forward with how to proceed it's not that the divine masculine resides in the lower dimensions it's not that the divine feminine doesn't reside in those dimensions we reside in all the dimensions all the time so we're continually flowing back and forth and it's okay that's why i i I say like we don't have to break down the third dimension in order for the fifth one to exist. We don't have to fight anything. We can coexist and then when people are ready to shift and change, they can shift and change and step up. If we think about here in the Americas, like one of the best examples I can give of a way to be heard without a fight would be we had Martin Luther King and I know that he's a very American figure, but during the civil rights, when black, when the African-American community was trying to get their rights, he stepped up and he spoke, but the overall radiating frequency from him was one of peace. And because it was one of peace, his message was able to expand out and reach 
a much broader audience than say Malcolm X. Malcolm X was doing the same thing at the same time and he carried a very beautiful message but it came from an under residing emotion of anger. And so when he spoke, even though his concepts were really brilliant, it wasn't able to expand out as broadly and be as heard and remembered as broadly as Martin Luther King, because the, the underwriting frequency was too incoherent and it couldn't bypass, it couldn't expand out past that third dimension and expand out into something bigger. Does that make sense, Alora? Okay, and I know yeah, that those absolutely. are- American people and we have a very diverse audience here, but um, But it's about the frequency, right? So it's, it's not even about whether they're whether they're American or not It's their frequency and what they're vibrating at and what their message is right So for Martin Luther King, it's peace and of course peace is very expansive Anger is very constrictive, right? And mm -hmm. and you know anger breeds more anger and defensiveness, etc. Whereas peace it, it expands and, and it allows people to experience that. And then it's just, you know, yeah, much more enlightening than, than the anger, even though they, their agenda was the same, but their frequency and vibration was totally different. Right. And it's not that we can't utilize anger or we can't utilize fear. We totally can, but we allow it to play in the backseat and give us a different perspective. So if like, let's say Martin Luther King, let's say he rose up because initially he was feeling anger. Mm -hmm. He allowed that to push him forward and come into a place of peace and, and non-resistance around what was occurring to see what needed to occur. So, we, so, the, so they could have a freer existence here. Do you know what I mean? So oftentimes people get stuck in the anger and they want to act out from the place of anger or righteousness. Mm -hmm. My way is correct. My way is right. And I'm going to push that on to you because you're wrong and I'm right. That's very restrictive energy. So instead, what you can do is be like, oh my gosh, I am so angry about this. This really sucks. Like your situation. Mm -hmm. I'm pissed off, like this really sucks, but I'm gonna allow myself to feel it. I'm gonna allow my body to process it. And then I'm gonna allow it to step back so that I can expand back out and see what are the potentials here? What is the divine wisdom that I haven't tapped into here? So the initial, the initial thing that brought you forward was the more constrictive energy, but then you can relax out of it and look at the bigger picture. Okay, what, what can we heal? Mm -hmm. core root level here instead and what energy can I bring forward so that we can expand out more fully into the realms of potentials where this other emotion doesn't exist so it's okay to play in all these different realms okay how to change from bossy to humble modest and peaceful so we're actually going to talk a little bit about that and I was just going to say, so sometimes there is a place for being bossy. Bossy is not always bad. You right. Know? So, so Agnieszka here, I think it's Agnieszka, but um, she's thinking of it as bossy being bad and, mm -hmm. and humble, modest, peaceful is good. Whereas really, 
nothing is good or bad. It, it's, it's an energy, it's a frequency. And there are times when I need to be bossy. And so I, I embody that and I let the, I, and I express that. And then there are more times when I'm not, but there are times when it works. Right. <laughs> and so we've been taught, it's been programmed into the third dimension, not to stand in our power, mm-hmm. the sense of separation that a desire is selfish, that a desire is greedy. These are very deep programmings that earth is a temptation. And these temptations bring me away from my spiritual goals. And so these are just, if you look at them, these are deep computer chips in that dimensional plane that are stuck in the third dimensional plane. Well, we're wanting to expand out past the third dimensional plane. So what can we shift and change? And it's these um, deeply embedded programs. And so that's actually one of the processes we're gonna do today. Awesome. Agnieszka, did you wanna add to that? Did I see you have your hand raised? Yes. Um, I know that there is a time when we have to be bossy, but uh, I am kind of powerful person. And when I talk to someone, I found out that those people sometimes are scared of my power inside of me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have a feeling that if I talk to people more from love, peaceful, humble side, then I will get into them with the right intention and they will understand me and not be not uh, and they don't won't be scared. Because sometimes my power overwhelms other people and I don't know how to deal with that. Okay. Well, let's look at it differently. What if you standing in your power and speaking in your power is triggering them because they're not standing in theirs, but they're needing an example of someone who is so that they can I, remember I don't what understand. it's like. What? I don't understand. Okay. So... I'm sitting here right now and I'm very centered and I'm very much speaking in my power. Yes, I I'm not, feel it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not speaking over you. Yes. I'm not seeing myself as above you. Uh-huh. So there's no humility or modesty that I need to take because I see you as my equal, but I'm still going to talk to you from a place of power. Yes. So other people that are not standing in their power, that do not feel that internal power that resides within all of us. Sometimes they need someone to stand in front of them that is and can speak from that space to trigger them enough to go internal to see what they need to shift and change so that they can speak that way as well. Okay, I agree. But I have to say that in front of me, it was just a little number of people with power, <laughs> unfortunately. And what I found that I, when I stay in my power and I speak, those people who are not in the power, you are right, they start um, fighting with me and um, crushing me. And so it's not good for me okay. because they are dangerous to me. So there's an element of fear. Yes. Okay. And so let's just tune into that. 
I think I am afraid of being powerful. Mm -hmm. So that's the now, when you told me <laughs> to, to tune to it, I feel fear of being powerful. Mm -hmm. So I didn't even need to tell you. I just held that space for you to feel it and to understand that's what was occurring. And so you felt that. So that's what they're feeling is your fear, actually. And it makes them fearful. Because remember, okay. people are tuning to us all the time. Yes. But if you spoke to them calmly from your space of power, not, not with the intention of changing their mind about something, mm -hmm. just talking from your place of truth, which can be completely different from my place of truth or Laura's or anyone else's. If they're getting triggered, if and we if we take the fear away, that your fear away, and they're still getting triggered, then that's that's something that they need to learn. There's divine wisdom okay. there that they haven't tapped into. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes, thank you. So we <laughs> to shift everything. So I would just want you to feel into your heart. When you speak, you speak from your heart up. Yes. Mm -hmm. I can feel you doing that. I can see the energy traveling up. And so we don't have to project anything out. You can just relax back into your heart space. Part of the fear was making you talk a little bit with a little bit of projection, a little, because you're, you're in your power, you want people to hear you, really hear you. And that was coming from a place of need, from a place of fear of non-acceptance, right? So if we let go of all that, then there's nothing to fight, there's nothing to fear, there's nothing to prove. We can let someone be in that third paradigm while we are standing in the fifth or the ninth or the 11th. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, okay. thank you. And then you'll be able to share your wisdom codes much more freely. There's no forcing and people will accept them. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Awesome, thank you, Agnieszka. Great question. Mm -hmm. It was a very good question. Yeah. I love questions. <laughs> All right, let's see. Boundaries have always been difficult for me and also digestive problems. Of course, if we have not been on earth before or little, is our microbiome also taking influences by other planets? Oh, that's a fun one. Let's see. So first off, I don't know that there's anyone on this planet that hasn't actually been to earth at least a couple times before. So can our microbiome be influenced by other planets? Yes, but it's more than our microbiome. It's more what's being influenced by other planets. We have trillions of crystals in our brain that vibrate um, from the EMFs coming into it. 
So where we are, when the moon is in a certain spot, we're like, oh, everyone's depression and things like that escalate because the electromagnetic frequency between us and these different planets shifts and changes. And the depending on the vibration of those um, crystals in your mind, that triggers a lot of different kinds of hormonal and chemical releases in the body. Now, ENTs are very aware of this. When a crystal gets out of place, that's when people experience vertigo and they are told to like go to a chiropractor to do different kinds of stretches to try to get a crystal back in place. But what's been happening on the planet because she's been shifting and changing so much, the electromagnetic frequencies that we get from the earth up from the other different planets to us, that affects our, um, the way we feel a lot. And it's been shifting and changing that quite a bit. So with the microbiome, that is not what your issue is with creating boundaries. It's more that you need to dig into and work with um, your ego and actually your mind and giving it permission to expand and operate as a boundary for you differently. Now you can ask for the earth, you can ask for Archangel Michael to come and show your ego how their ids operate in their matrixes to help it heal and shift and change. So I hope that makes sense. Now, a lot of beings with autism and what kind of led me to start setting the gut mind is because they have lack of boundaries, because their spirit, so they're, we all come down on a certain ray. We all hold certain frequencies. Well, those on the autism spectrum, those with Down syndrome, those with cerebral palsy, a lot of these beings, they hold a huge array of frequencies, a lot more than most of us. So when they try to come down, you know, we come down as a double helix, spirit spins down into the body and they try to come down to the root chakra. Well, anything from the solar plexus down, oftentimes they hit those lower chakras and because they, the, our chakra system hasn't been spinning fast enough, they hit those and they kind of splinter off and they come outside. So first, a couple of years ago, we went through upgrading the chakra system so that it could house these higher, these more, I don't wanna say higher, they're just more expansive, vibrational spirits that are coming down to earth that we call star seeds that we call autism, things like that, so that they could actually house these spirits and to help our own spirit begin to expand and hold more frequencies. So um, just kind of tuning into you. So you're, it's not your microbiome being influenced by other planets. It's actually the crystals in your brain, your, your gut problems, are um, more from the disillusions that the microbiome themselves hold that are that are programmed into that third dimension. So for you, for take like listening to that large group class that I taught would be beautiful. And I think you would find a lot of healing in that as we decoded your microbiome basically. Okay. Laura, are you seeing any other questions that pop out at you? There's lots of questions in the I chat. Know. I love this. <laughs> okay. 
I'm trying to pick some that, you know, resonate with a lot of people. What change in the biome is needed for people with cancer? For you, Joy, we, you need to, we need to do some inner child work and then rerouting and restructuring the, the cellular water, your water in the program and then deprogramming the biome. So Joy, that would need to be in a private session or a couple of private sessions. And that large group class definitely addresses the water and the microbiome. Okay. Did you want to talk about the, the package first? So oh, yeah. we're, like we're, we're at the top of the hour, so let's take a minute and talk about the package and then we still have to do a process too, right? Yes. Or we get to we get to do a process. Yeah. Um <laughs> so the special offer for Erica is available at alara.at forward slash show forward slash Erica 10. And if I got it correctly, it is basically a I'm going to put the link in the chat here, a 40 minute personal private session with Erica and the um, assimilating, assimilating personal power through the gut, mind and heart connection to our class that's pre-recorded, right, Erica? Yep, it's actually a 45 minute session and I've never actually offered that on a telesummit before. So um, I would highly suggest that if you were wanting to do a private session with me, it's you know, it's half the price of a normal hour session with me. So there's, yeah. there's just a lot. I'm just getting caught up in some of these other questions. <laughs> <laughs> so what kinds of, what kinds of questions would they ask in a personal session or what could, what would people bring to a personal session? Anything. I work with a lot, a lot of different things. I meet you where you're at. Sorry, my dog busted in here. Um, you know, a lot of the microbiome stuff that's ancestral. So we do a lot of past life healings and integrations. There's so many gifts that we have from these past lives. Like one client that I had recently, we had to go back to the Salem witch trials where she had her hands chopped off and all this different kind of stuff because she was a really magical healer. So we had to not only go back and heal that lifetime, but then reintegrate the gifts that that lifetime held, held holds now into her currently so that she could continue her healing practice because she has her own healing practice. Um, we do a lot of different kinds of inner child healing. We, we do a lot of inner child healing with the ancestors themselves that's deeper than we think. We think just with the mother, the father, or whatever caretakers in this lifetime, but even those who have passed over sometimes greatly influence our inner child and we can disconnect, heal, karmic ties, enmeshments, things of that nature from those that pass over. We do a lot of um, even loved ones that pass over. Just because you pass over does not mean that you still don't carry ties from the earth plane, that you still don't have things to integrate and learn and grow from. So like recently I had a man whose knee was swollen up like a grapefruit. So we had to bring in his dad. Well, we had to bring in his inner child and then we had to bring in his father, but then his grandpa that had passed over 
actually two grandpas on both sides to, to change this male pattern. It, it just continues to flow. So not only did he receive healing, his dad received healing, but those grandpas that had passed over, you could feel them begin to expand and heal too. And then they can start working in your favor and help you in this lifetime as other guides. So another thing that we have to address too, oftentimes in private sessions are switching out the guides that are helping us. Not all guides are meant to be with us for more extended, extended periods of time. Not all guides are coming from the highest divine light. Sometimes these guides are operating from um, realms that aren't that far out from ours. Mm -hmm. And it's not that they're trying to harm us but they're not giving us the most divine wisdom that we could be guiding our lives by. So we do that. We do, um, we clear a lot of timelines, a lot of enmeshments. Enmeshments are like, we talked about this last time on the show. Enmeshments are different than cords. So we can have cords to different people, places and things. But my kids actually came to me in meditation and showed me about enmeshments. Enmeshments are like sheets of atom. We are made of photons of light. We're made of atoms. Atoms are sticky. This is science. This isn't woo-woo stuff. Atoms are very sticky. Atoms stick to atoms. My phone is going nuts, sorry. Um, I have to have it on because my kids are just getting out of school and they're having to walk home by themselves. Okay, so atoms are sticky. They can stick together like this. So our energy fields, our bio fields can create enmeshments with different people, places, and things. And we want to, and as we're trying to expand, as we're trying to reach that realm of potentials, those enmeshments can kind of hold us back. They also continue to trigger us because we can have thoughts about that person, or we take their thoughts on as our own because our, their, our energy fields are can, talking all the time. So we want to release those so that we can begin to be more sovereign. We do a lot of um, ego work. We do a lot of mind work mm -hmm. and things like that. So, yeah. Awesome. And then the um, two hour class, we talked a little bit about it already. Is there anything else you want to add to that? It's a pre-recorded class, which you will get the link to. Mm -hmm. um, no, we talked a lot about it. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Good. <laughs> yeah. And then the free, even the free gift, if you want to try that, that is releasing the enmeshment from the old paradigm where, where the mind doesn't believe that change is safe. That was actually channeled from ISIS. And it's a really good gift if you want to listen to it. But when we begin to think about and our, our mind as being its own person and we begin to talk to the mind like it's its own person and we open up that communication, it can begin to deprogram, unmesh these programs that are no longer serving us really pretty quickly. So change has never felt safe in our paradigm, right? a lot of people struggle with change because it's programmed in that change isn't safe. So in that free gift is unmeshing the false belief that change is, is enmeshed with fear. We're just unmeshing those two. So um, 
And we're actually, I think that's what's going to guide us into the process. Awesome. Good. So I just want to say, so package, the package is available again at alara.at forward slash show forward slash Erica 10. And of course there is a two and three part payment plan available as well. And for the next 24 hours, please do take advantage of the 10% gift. So use the code TACS10 and it'll only be available for 24 hours. So please do take advantage of that. And um, the gift is on the gifts page. So please go check it out. The, the gift link is also in the email always. So please check that out as well, okay? Uh, Jen says, Erica's classes are very powerful and revealing. I suggest if you really want to understand and be able to talk to all of your consciousness, get a session with her. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Jen. Yeah, you're pretty amazing too. So <laughs> yeah, and intuitive guidance. If you're needing, if you're having questions or wanting a channel or um, light language activation, whatever's going to come forward for you. It's hard to say what's going to happen in the session because no two sessions are the same. I mean, mm -hmm. I flew out to the cosmos and saw rainbow wormholes the other day. So you just never know like yeah. what's going to occur, but, um, but it's always for your highest good. And it's what you, your, your guides and higher self bring forward. Right. Yeah. It's always guided by the highest self and yeah. the guides. So, um, and the guides that are aligned for your, with your highest and greatest good. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, Julie says Erica is absolutely amazing. Get a session. Hi, Julie. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so this is going to guide us into we're going to unmesh desire from lack. This comes back to the concept of that earthly temptations are bad. This was a very powerful program that was programmed into us a long time ago just to gain some control over us and it was just an experience so we don't need to have anger over these programs we we all fed into them we all believed them and so we created them together in a nice beautiful harmonic way that didn't serve us so we can begin to unmesh these unwind these and so this is going to be an example of me talking directly to your mind you might feel a lot of pressure up there um, and this will be channeled. So just begin to close your eyes and take a big breath in. We have all the archangels present with us. We have Mother Mary. We have the earth. We have the goddess Isis with us today. The Pleiadian Council of Light. There's the Arcturian Council of Light. So breathe in through your heart, take it down to your belly. And come up and out through your mouth. We most feel that quantum field when we're connecting with our breath. Begin to imagine that every particle of your being is playing with the quantum field because it is. And with your breath, you can begin to feel that you are the quantum field, that there is no separation. 
between these different fields of consciousness that we all play in. We're gonna ask for your mind to be very present during this healing today. And maybe you see your mind come forward like a person in a business suit with a brain head, or maybe it's a color. I'm gonna do a little, um, we have to do a little tuning. So I'm gonna do some tones with my voice to help attune you to the beings that are around you. So continue to connect with the breath. As we continue to unwind, your desire for knowledge, your desire for different experiences as a creator God and God is here, from the illusion that they stem from lack consciousness. There, this is true that at times we can desire from lack. And that can be considered the dark side of desire. But just like there's a dark side, there's a light side. So if we go back to what was spoken about at the very beginning of this gathering, that we came to earth to forget, we came to earth to experience the unknown. Part of that unknown is desire, explored through desire. And what if desires were placed in your heart by the divine, by your highest self, so that you can know yourself better, so that you could play in the quantum field, expanding energy that's already expanding all the time. For knowledge. So for many of you, that neural pathway that has been programmed to experience desire from lack consciousness of not having lies on the left side of the brain that's going from the eyebrow over the top of the ear, going back to the back of the mind. We're just going to show the mind of this frequency. So we're going to show that the frequency of lack is an external program. And we're going to show what the frequency of desire, of true desire. The angels that are around you are going to bring your mind the frequency of true desire 
desire of expression, desire of experience, desire of knowledge, desire of growth and expansion. And see how that is a vibrational mismatch to desire stemming from lack. And so we can see that it's not serving. So we're gonna to begin to pull out that neural pathway, pull out the frequencies across all parallel lifetimes, across all time space continuum, And just focus on your breath. Help us move the energy by focusing on your breath. Now feel in your mind. Feel how it's relaxed. Feel the pressure beginning to dissipate. Feel your mind wanting to see things from a different perspective, enjoying things, seeing things from this perspective of expanded consciousness. And so we bring the power back to creating through desire. Desiring to experience maximum health, desiring to experience prosperity, desiring to experience wealth in all fashions and forms. Breathe that in. Allow the desire to come down to your heart space. And expand that out. Desire is safe. Okay, so feel into your heart chakra and feel your heart expanding. Giving yourself the authority to once again desire. Desire not from a place of lack, but from a place of exploration and gratitude and compassion and play. Desire gives us, gives us freedom of expression. Desire is what we came here to do. It's what we came here to learn through experience. 
one thing that occurred when we, when I was in session with the client and we were out in the cosmos and we met those beings that were translucent, they shared with me, with us, a hollow tube. It went from their heart to our hearts. And at first we felt nothing. But after a little bit of time, we felt complete detachment and neutrality. And so I want you to experience that now. We're gonna share that with you now. Imagine you see in your heart, the cosmos. And this cosmos is expanding. And it's complete detachment from everything within you and around you. This is what they experience all the time. But if you notice when you're in a state of complete neutrality, you don't desire much of anything because you're not feeling anything except detachment, which feels beautiful. And this is part of the manifestation process. But to live at complete zero point detachment, neutrality all the time, would deprive us of our earthly experiences of desire and manifestation and these different kinds of creations. So it's okay to live in all these different realms. The realm where we're in neutrality, the realm where we're detached, it's okay to live in the denser realms where we experience emotion and desire. Everything works cohesively if we allow it. It was designed to work cohesively together. So we can stop judging and we can start allowing. So take a big breath in. And come back. When you're ready, you can open your eyes. And shake your feet and your hands. And just let me know how you feel. Thank you. That was nice. And it's safe. It's safe for us to have desires. It's safe for us to be. It's safe for us to explore. It's safe for us to expand into who we truly are. It's safe to have it all. Safe to have it all. <laughs> it's safe to have it all, yeah. I think that's... Always... I think. Well, I just... It seems like that's one thing that we haven't ever been told. That it's safe to experience it all. It's, we're safe to have it all. 
we're safe to be at all. And when we're experiencing diff density, it's, it's no less God than when we're experiencing bliss. Hello. Neil, not right now. I'll play with that thing over there. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so neural pathways and subconscious belief systems obviously are something I work with too. So yeah. yeah. <coughs> so Joy says, wow, this was so powerful. Thank you. The energy of desire is life itself. Absolutely. Linda's feeling lighter. Angela says that was nice. Felt release in my side and throat. <clears throat> I'm still releasing, obviously. Katya says, relaxed and more awake. I traveled in this energy. Nice. Good. <laughs> and so they can do this process again, obviously, and just experience it more and deeper as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And this awesome. is the journey is probably something similar. I mean, a different concept than like the the private, the free gift or whatever. But um, yeah. it's just expanding into more. <laughs> just looking at Neil, what's he doing? Hmm. So, um, <laughs> we do a lot of different things in sessions mm -hmm. and awesome. it's a journey it's not we all know this by now that everyone's journey is different and absolutely there, so, yeah <laughs> the right way and then and the thing is today you've had a taste of how erica works you know and um how she moves energy how the energy flows through her voice, light language, toning. Yeah, I mean, you know, we did everything, right? We did <laughs> so much came through, right? So if you'd like to work with Erica more in depth, please do check out the package, which is available at alara.at forward slash show forward slash Erica 10, E-R-I-C-A 10, and which includes a 45 minute session with Erica, which she does not normally offer on Telesummons. So usually it's 30 minutes, but she's offering 45 minutes as well as the two hour pre-recorded class as well, right? So you'll have that uh, immediately um, as soon as you purchase. Um, just trying to think if there's anything else that's like, is I feel like we went so many different places during this conversation and your, your physics training is amazing. <laughs> How to, you know, put the, put, put the physics uh, spin on everything. It's not just woo, there's science to this, right? There's science to this. So my initial degree was, I was a cardiac sonographer. Um, I looked at heart function for a living for over a decade and using ultrasound, sorry, my kids are home. Can you hear? <laughs> uh, using ultrasound equipment, it's all about frequency. It's, it's all about frequency. We're working in that quantum field, even though they don't have the terminology in the medical field for that yet. It was, it was intermixing that with what I was seeing internally with my son's changes and bridging the world of science and spirituality together that gave me the basis for the work that I do now, so. Yeah, and then of course, then all the guides came in, all the angels and Mother Mary and Isis and the Pleiadian Collective and the Arcturian Collective and, you know, who knows who else will come through for you as well when you have your personal session with Erica, so take a, take a, Take a look at the offer, use the 10% gift, which is available for the next 24 hours as well. Um, and just, you know, be open to change, be open to, yes, I can have it all. Yes, I can let go of old stuff, 
right? Yes, I can move into the greater version of myself. It's possible for you, right? And, and be willing to look at the human container differently. You know, I know there's not a lot of people talking about working with the ego in this way. I know there's not a lot of people talking about working with the earth or the, the microbiome in this way. Exactly. It doesn't True. mean that it's not real or right. It's just, we haven't always asked the right questions to open up the divine wisdom for it to flow through. So ask your own questions, question things that you hear from me, question things that you hear from other people. Can it be different? Can it be better? Can it be more expansive? Those are the, those are my base questions. How can this be better? How can this be more expansive? How can I understand this differently? Show me how I can understand this differently. Yeah, absolutely. Keep asking questions. And, you know, when you ask the question, you're opening up the doors of possibility, but you're opening up the doors to awareness and knowing as, as you ask the questions. Doesn't mean you'll always get the answers in the way that you want to get them, but you will get the answers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, absolutely, Laura. So I actually see, like, oftentimes when my eyes are closed and I'm channeling or doing whatever, I hear questions being asked from my higher self to the guides, from your spirit, from all these different questions. And when questions are asked, I can see like, it's, it's, it's like portals going to these outer realms that hold the divine wisdom of the frequencies that you're able then to embody. And we can't always unzip that energy right away we can't always understand like some of you may not have understood everything i said today but the frequencies of that wisdom is in your field and it will unzip when you're ready so Absolutely. like laura said you may not always get the question the answer that you wanted or expected or may not understand the metaphor that was given to you or something but understand in time when you are ready to and fully embody it it will unzip unravel and you'll and be integrated Absolutely. Beautiful. Thank you. And so that way, I just want you to know that, yes, as you ask, you shall receive. As you ask the questions, you will receive the answers. Integrating might be a different story, but you are receiving the answers. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. All right, Erica, is there anything else? Any last minute words of wisdom? Anything else you want to add before we go? Um, no, I feel like everybody probably needs a nap after this. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, feeling relaxed. Well, somebody said that they feel like they just woke up after a good night's sleep. It's so relaxing. <laughs> yeah, that was Suzanne. Love that. Good. Yay. So yeah, so she's feeling good. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, everyone. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, go back and watch and or listen to this again, because like I said, there was so much wisdom, so many different tangents. And even if you don't get it all, you know, with your mind, just be open to receiving it. You will like it, like, like Erica just said, you will receive it. You know, it might just be there in your energy field to be unpacked at a later date, but you will receive it. So be willing to receive. Absolutely. Right. And work with Erica. She's amazing. You know, like, um, I wonder what's possible for you now as you move forward. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Erica. Thank you, everybody, for being here with us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Until next time, may you continue to be blessed with an abundance of joy, peace, love, happiness, prosperity, and radiant health. Sending you all much love and blessings always. Bye, Bye for now. <laughs>